0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1738, American versus British English. Don't get snookered.
1: Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. In this episode, you'll learn about one key phrase that means something different in American and British English, Listen in to avoid hitting a dead end with your English today. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. Feeling good. Glad to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here because today, I guess we're talking about American versus British English. I think a lot of our listeners are very curious about the differences.
0: Yes, right. And there are so many words that are totally different. (laughs) You either end up having to Google or if you have a friend from England, you can ask them because it's not very intuitive sometimes to figure out what these different expressions mean.
1: It's so true. And it's, so you know, I like it when we really we hone in on one word, right? It's not like the whole all of American English versus British English. It's one specific word. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Love it. Yes,
0: we're talking about the word snookered, which is such a fun word.
1: Uh And I imagine with a British accent too, snooked, right? Something like that. That's a terrible impression of a
0: British accent. But without the hard R, you're right. It would sound very different.
1: It really would. It really would. I do love the way British English sounds, but I actually prefer Australian English if I had to choose. Uh,
0: What about you? I love the Australian accent. My favorite is actually New Zealand.
1: Yes. Why do you like that?
0: I, you know, I think because my two favorite comedians are from New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Conchords. Yeah. They're just so funny and adorable. And so I love their accents so much.
1: Yeah, I had a a friend when I taught in Japan, and she was uh, a woman probably like in her 40s at the time. We were all in our 20s, and she was just rocking it, teaching English in Japan, just leaving New Zealand, doing her own thing, right? Just a totally independent thinker, and she was so cool. So I will forever love the New Zealand accent because of her.
0: I love that. (laughs) I love you have such a positive association with we both do, right? You can't help but love an accent if you love everyone you've ever met that spoke (laughs) with that accent. It's
1: true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Do we have a question from a listener today for today's
0: episode? Yes, so this question is from alexandre Luis Olvera. Last, Hopefully I'm saying their mm-hmm. name right. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the question. Here in Brazil, we call this uncomfortable situation, and they were responding about being behind the eight ball. So oh. that uncomfortable situation of being behind the eight ball, meaning just like an uncomfortable, difficult, or awkward situation. Uh-huh. And they said in Brazil, they call that sinuca de bico, which means the situation is a dead end. Mm-hmm. It is an analogy to the game of pool or billiards when the player has the ball, but it's protected by other balls so that the player is prevented from hitting them. So I don't play a ton of pool. I had to kind of look this up. It's an interesting mm-hmm. expression to figure out the equivalent in yeah. English. And based on the word we're talking about today, you can guess what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? nugger yes. what a good yes. word oh, this is so fun cuz this really isn't so much in my everyday vocabulary so I'm re- but for a lot of english speakers it definitely is yes. so i'm excited
0: i yeah. actually reached out to a friend that i know who is very good at pool in awesome. fact he once beat me at pool blindfolded like he didn't even need what? to look he Are was able kidding? to look to to see to kind of line up but then to take his shot he was Couldn't look. And he still beat me. It was so embarrassing. That is
1: really embarrassing. (laughs) I
0: know. And I'm not terrible. He's just that good. Like he could probably win tournaments. But anyway, I asked him, I was like, oh, do we have an equivalent? He said, yeah, we call that snookered. If you can't hit your shot because someone else's ball is in the way, in pool would say you're snookered in the United States. I love
1: it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. And guys, by the way, we love your questions. Send your questions to Lindsay at allersenglish.com. Send them in, especially a really good and specific question like this one. You know, you can tell that this listener has really thought deeply about English, about the expressions mm-hmm. in Portuguese, and now wants to know, you know, what
0: to say in English. So I love it. So good. yes, so and like you said, I think it's so helpful to go um, a little deeper on one word that's very different in the United States and in yes. Britain to really give you guys context and help you remember. So we're going to do a deep dive on let's how we it. use this word snookered. All right, let's do it, Aubrey. How do we use it? So the way it's used there in billiards is more like it's used in the UK, actually. It's preventing you from accomplishing something you need to do, right? So just like you're snookered because you cannot hit your shot in the game Mm -hmm. of pool, this is how it's used in the UK. It means, so For here's a good example sentence. Mm -hmm. We wanted to visit a castle in the countryside, but there are no available rental cars, so we're snookered, right? We're being Ah. prevented from doing what we want to do. Okay. So kind of like the idea you're out of luck, that sort of thing. Yes. Right. That's really how Mm -hmm. we would say that in the United States. Like we couldn't get a rental car. So we're out of luck.
1: Yes. Interesting. I never would have thought that. Yeah. So it's amazing how different British English and American English can be when you think about it.
0: Yes, exactly. Right. Because in in America, we, mm-hmm. I, so I guess pool players use it very similar to this UK word, but we mm-hmm. use it as slang in the United right. States to mean to cheat someone or deceive someone, which is a very different meaning.
1: Yeah. So does that mean like in a, in a game or in life if someone overcharges you, what kind of cheating are we talking about? Do you know?
0: Both. Yeah, I've definitely heard it for both. Right. So if someone okay. is someone sells you a car and then it immediately breaks down the next day, that would be perfect. You'd say I've been snookered. Like, yeah. they pretty clearly deceived you, cheated you. They probably knew that car wasn't in very good shape.
1: Right. They sold you a lemon, in other words, is another thing you might say. Call
0: it a lemon. Which (laughs) this is funny. I remember when I was traveling with my dad in the US, and there there there's a brand of car that's citron, which in French means lemon. And he just thought that was the funniest thing. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like, who would name a car a lemon on purpose? No, no, don't do that. It doesn't mean that in French, Dad. (laughs) Right, exactly. I love it. Okay. So what
1: else do we need to know here? I love it.
0: So I think. Like you said, there are multiple uses. Like, yes, if someone sort of deceives you into buying a pork, but also playing games. If someone's Mm -hmm. playing cards and they hide a card up their sleeve
1: and you find out, you
0: could say, you snookered me.
1: Yeah. I love that expression. So good. So good. I'll I'll have to, I'm learning this for myself now today. You know, I admit humbly. So now I'll have to start using this in my life. If I ever play card games and
0: someone cheats. (laughs) It's such a more fun thing to say because it's more playful. If you Mm -hmm. say like you cheated me, that feels very accusatory, very mean, but that's sort of playfully. You can say you snookered me and it's more like okay, this is all in fun, right?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, Aubrey. I mean, how can we, uh, because especially if we're, you know, we're adults, we're not teenagers, we're not kids that are going to freak out if someone's cheating, right? Hopefully not. Uh, although if there's money on the line, then yeah, <laughs> we might freak right. out, but we need a way to say it softly. And yeah. it, it's it's like, how can we banter with someone? When they're doing something a little bit nefarious, right? But we need to push back on them, but you don't want to be serious about it. It's It can be challenging even as a native speaker to find that middle ground.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point because when you are playing a game, everyone's played with that person who takes it way too seriously. It's oh, like, yeah, This is just in fun. And yes. there is this delicate balance because I grew up with a family where we would never cheat. Like, Right. Just never, right. right? But then I've definitely played with other people where they do sometimes just to be funny and see if they can get away with it. Yeah. Sometimes seriously to see if they can cheat and win. And you sort of have to read that, like, oh yeah. okay. And no matter yeah. what, I feel like when you're playing a game and there's there's no high stakes, it's right. sort of all in fun. Yeah. I think it's always a mistake to get really serious and angry if someone cheats. I think it's always a better reaction to kind of laugh and say, Caught you cheating. Just because, right, you know. Yeah. Keep exactly. it lighthearted.
1: And so we need words to be able to do that. You know, I'm not sure if we have a lot of words in English. So this is a good one, right? Snooker is a fun one. Um, yes. It might get people to laugh. You're right. We need that middle ground if we want to get invited back to the
0: game. For sure. There's a movie quote. You've probably heard this. I can't think what a movie, what movie it's from right now, but where someone says, you cheat me, you cheat me. Do you remember uh, this? Oh, no. What movie is that? I, My oh family will know. quote that all the time. You're like quoting someone. You cheat me. You cheat
1: me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just so to good. Be funny right yeah 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 good stuff so is there anything else we need to teach our listeners today
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, I wanted to add a few more similar vocab words that are very interesting. Yes. When we're talking about this, about, you know, winning and losing and cheating, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple interesting words. So what about zero sum game? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. So this is, and this is used beyond
1: just games, right? It's used in politics and law out in the world, right? This idea in a situation where if one party loses, the other party wins. There's no... Everyone wins, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, oh, everyone's a winner. It's not a thing.
0: exactly. Uh, And we do use it for games, right? Poker, Mm -hmm. chess, bridge, where one player has to, you know, take a piece. Someone else has to lose in order Mm -hmm. for you to win. But you're right. We use this all the time in business, too. If there's a contract where there's no real benefit until sometime in the future, we'd call that a zero-sum game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I took a in graduate school, I took a a class in international negotiations. And, you know, we read a book called Negotiation Genius, which was really good. The whole theory behind the book was stop thinking about negotiations as a zero sum game and find Mm. how both people can come out of the negotiation better off like yes. your job as preparation for the negotiation is not so much to figure out how to win it's figure out how to get the person what they need that they probably want more than you do and get what you need too right everyone should walk out of there feeling better
0: right you so should always go for a win win Yeah.
1: Win-win. That's what I was Mm -hmm. looking for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of zero-sum. So just compare that in your mind, guys, a zero-sum situation versus a win-win situation.
0: Yeah. It makes me think about in relationships, you'll hear a relationship called zero-sum. If couples are like keeping track of who's right, who gets their way, and it's like always one person wins, the other person loses, which is a a very harmful mentality. You have to think of everything as like a, a compromise where we're both winning, we're both giving and <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of seeing it as I lost because you won.
1: It's so true. And it's an awful way to go through life too yeah. with that mentality, you know. Oh, it's kind of um it's like a scarcity mentality. Going through life right. with the, the thinking that everything is a zero sum game because things come back to you. You know, you give a little something now, it'll come back to you later. You know, even right. if you think you haven't won in that moment, you're going to win in the long run because you have that relationship, I think.
0: Yes. Okay. And then we have a couple other interesting words here. First of all, stalemate, oh. which you definitely hear this in chess. It's when the parties are at an impasse, which mm-hmm. means no one can progress and it results in a draw. And okay. then we also use this often like in business, any situation where there's no obvious movement, we're just sort of at a standstill, which at is another standstill. interesting, we're sort of at a deadlock, complete yeah. immobility.
1: Yeah, and guys, if you remember back, uh, well, actually, I think in the future Michelle and I <laughs> will be doing an episode on on traffic, just bumper to bumper. Nice. You know, it's a parking lot out there. This whole idea, and this plays into the idea of traffic at the same time. But now we're talking about physically, uh, more in a mental sense, in a like mm-hmm. an agreement sense, being at a standstill. So it all ties in here, physical yes. and non-physical. Exactly. Okay, let's yes. do a
0: role play and use some of these in context. Okay, so, so what's our role here? What's going on? Okay, so you and I are moms on a PTO, okay. a parent teacher organization. Okay. So a committee, and we have been charged with planning a carnival, and we're discussing the oh status of our individual tasks.
1: <laughs> are you on a lot of PTOS? Aubrey, no, for your I kids? avoid. Them, or do you avoid. Like
0: them? my life depends on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot because yeah. to go fully into something. I mean, I know you like to put yourself fully into things, right? And And so that would be intense. I I have so
0: much respect for any parent who's willing to do that because it is a big time commitment.
1: Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I understand why you avoid it. Yes. Uh, All right. Here we go. Oh, I heard you hit, I heard you hit a bit of a dead end with the magician you were hoping to
0: book. Yes. Unfortunately his fee is much too high. So it would have been a zero sum game for us.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I would have. It would have been a great benefit, but would take far too much of our budget. I don't want to get snookered into spending too much on something.
0: Exactly. I did, however, get a lot of food vendors. We'll have cotton candy, popcorn, candied apples, and a few food trucks as well. Oh, nice. I hope there will be a taco truck. Yes, a really good food truck that serves tacos and paletas, which are like Mexican popsicles if you haven't had one. I was worried we weren't going to get them. We were at a bit of a stalemate when they wouldn't call me back for a while. I guess they finally contacted you though. Yep. What about you? Were you able to get some carnival games? Yes. I also
1: hit a dead end with a few of the booths I wanted to do, but I was able to get a ring toss game and a few other
0: fun ones. Uh, It can be frustrating when everyone's busy and you're not hearing back. Everything just comes to a standstill. Oh, what a project. Organizing a carnival, (sighs) I can't imagine. (laughs) I know, right? And often you have a very small budget for schools. So you're sort of asking people to either volunteer their time or Mm -hmm. do it for less, like a smaller fee than they normally would have. It'd be so hard.
1: Oh, that's a lot. All right. Let's go through what we said here. So I said, I heard you hit a bit of a dead end with the magician. And so this is a good way to open a conversation, right? You have the context already, you know Mm -hmm. what's happened and you're going in to talk about it.
0: Yes, exactly. And then I said, oh, it would have been a zero sum game because we would spend our whole budget on that. So in Mm -hmm. order for them to win by getting their fee, we would have to lose. Okay. So you're saying there wouldn't have been any value there. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then I used our word snookered, our word for today, right? It would have been a great benefit, but would take far too much of our budget. I don't want to get snookered. And this is interesting too. Interesting construction. Snookered into doing something.
0: Yes. Right. And this is the tricked, right? This is very Mm -hmm. much the way we use it in the United States. I don't want to get tricked into spending too much. I don't want to get snookered into spending too much. Very different than how it's used in the United Kingdom, which is just like "Mm, this, we're prevented somehow from doing something. In the United States, it's more like, I don't want to get tricked into that.
1: Mm, I love that. I have a new word for today for myself.
0: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And then what did you say after that, Aubrey? Yeah, I said we were at a stalemate when they wouldn't call me back. So there's just no progress being made, right? I might leave several voicemails and not hear back. That's a a typical stalemate.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting An interesting use for organizing things, right? Event planning. It's also used a lot in politics, as we said, Mm -hmm. right? Or again, international negotiations. It feels like a more formal word to me.
0: Right. Yes, for sure. Right. It's it is a little different from standstill because Mm -hmm. that just kind of means like I'm waiting. Nothing's happening. Stalemate feels a little more like Like intentional on for one party, like somebody's blocking your progress.
1: Yes, I love it. I love it. So good. And then yes, I also hit a dead end, right? With a few of the booths I mm-hmm. wanted to do, right? So I said, and same thing. So I'm mirroring and this is a good connection skill, right? You're yes. telling me you hit a stalemate, you hit a brick wall. Oh, I did too. Let's, let's commiserate. Let's talk about it. Let's share our experiences, right? right? Maybe That's we how could we bond. In- we build yeah. on this common
0: problem we're having.
1: It's so true. You know, maybe we could do another episode someday, Aubrey, on that, that idea of building, you know, someone has, is explaining a problem they've hit. Now you come back and you mirror that. You explain a similar problem.
0: That's yes. a real connection skill. It is. Yeah. We do that all the time. I do that all the time. If someone's struggling with something yes. in order to help them maybe feel better about it, kind yes. of let them know like, oh, ha- I'm always having to deal with that too. I feel your pain. It's yeah, so that'd true. that'd be a great episode.
1: Ooh, this has been a rich episode. What should we leave our listeners with? What's the takeaway for today, Aubrey.
0: Yes, all of today's vocabulary is very high level, native, and it's useful both in business English and day-to-day conversation. So Mm -hmm. use these words whenever you want to discuss something that has drawbacks or progress is being halted or stopped. They'll make you sound very native and natural and will help you make those connections both at work and with friends and family. I love it. So good. And guys, don't get snookered. That's the key for today. don't get snookered, (laughs) both in the UK and in the United States. Neither (laughs) is fun. (laughs) Neither is fun. Avoid it all around. All right. All right. Good
1: stuff. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.